This is Sean Six from the Liquid Conversations, and I'm here with who? I'm Matt James from Blacktop Mojo. So we're uh, sitting here in the back lounge of your guys' tour bus. Sorry about we're the We're in lovely <laughs> Hampton Beach, New Hampshire. It's beautiful, but not this time of year. <laughs> Mind you, there is a ton of snow on the ground right now. It's about 29 degrees outside. Uh, it's pretty cold. Would it be fair to say that the snow's either been following you or you've been following the snow? Uh, I think the snow's following us because uh, we went to Colorado at the very beginning of the tour there, and it was the first time that it had snowed before Halloween in like a hundred years right. or something like that. They were like, "This is the first time this happened since the Civil War." Right. And yeah, I mean, it was <laughs> very snowy there. It was so, scary, I mean, wasn't it? Yeah, and then and then we went to the Midwest. And they had an Arctic blast. Chicago area. Right yeah. as soon as we, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right as soon as we got there. And uh, luckily it was nice toward the end of the tour with uh, Otherwise there. Uh, right. Toward the end of the Defy the Sun run. Uh, we ended it up in North Carolina. It was beautiful. <laughs> so we got a little bit of heat and sunlight. and Yeah. Because you guys are really kind of circling back up here to New England because when I just recently saw you, saw you guys in Hartford, Connecticut. Right. And then you guys went south again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and finish up the tour. He had low water, Kira, and then otherwise. Mm-hmm. And now it's you guys. Back on our own. Back on your own, yeah. <laughs> All by our lonesome. We miss those guys, man. We really do. When you split from a group like that and you start doing a lot more one-off shows where it's just you and whatever band might be filling in from the local environment. Is that a different vibe for you when you don't have a group uh, of bands definitely. going all together? Definitely. When you're traveling with a group of bands like that, or even just one band, like we traveled with Low Water all summer. Right. But you have somebody, it's kind of a, we're not suffering, we're having a great time. But, right. you know, any any kind of hardships or anything, everybody goes through it together. So it's right. kind of a, a trial by, uh, or just a friendship by trauma, if you okay. will, quote unquote. But, right. uh, but with good times <laughs> as well. I mean, so, I mean, we're, we're having a blast out here and... You just, you feel like you, uh, you know, when you go home for Christmas and you're, you're around all your family and you, you're just having a great time. And then you camaraderie. go Camaraderie. Right. The camaraderie. And then you go back home and it's like, oh man, I miss my family. You miss your family. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously you still get up on the stage and you still have the same energy and vibe sure, that, sure, sure. you know, Blacktop's always going to have. But it is kind of interesting when you're loading in, you're loading out and you're, you know, having something to eat or you're on the road, you stop at a truck stop all together, or you guys have an off day and you yeah. do this, that, You don't and have other. John Strickland after the show going, hey man, there's a bar <laughs> down the street. Let's go. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I think I would, I think I would know that from personal experience actually yeah. uh but yeah that is kind of an interesting thing and i think you know maybe the fans or you know the people that follow bands on a regular basis don't quite understand that they don't they kind of maybe can understand the the gist of tour life to a certain extent yeah if they don't have any firsthand knowledge of it but they can kind of understand okay it's not all that easy all the time and you know you might be taking a shower in a love's truck stop somewhere or a tire blows or it's like camping indefinitely like camping yeah <laughs> You could say glamping because you're in a large vehicle. That's but, true. We have TVs and Wi-Fi, But sometimes so this is not the most good. luxurious ride. <laughs> yeah. Stuff breaks. When it breaks down in the when Rockies. It breaks, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, there's, you know, when people that look at the band and look at what tour life is like, having other people with you is almost a needed thing sometimes, good yeah. and bad. Yeah. You want people to share in your excitement and your successes, right. but also you want a helping hand or a brother in arms when things get dicey. That's, absolutely. You know, you have a bad night where, you know, maybe it 
maybe it snows four feet in New Hampshire or something like right. that, let's say. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, nobody shows up. Right. But y'all go through that together. Correct. And then sometimes you sell out the the small room in a in a theater or whatever together yeah. and it's it's a huge party yeah. it's like a huge the hey excitement man we did, is, we did it the excitement is contagious us, yeah they moved us to the main room you know what i mean like it's a big thing now looking at that and looking how this tour has been i mean you you guys are still running the under the sun album mm-hmm. and were you surprised cuz i mean you guys had a lot of success on the last album burn the ships and you guys have garnered a lot of attention and there's been a lot of people that have been rabid fans like they show up they oh, follow yeah. Oh, yeah. But there's something different about this one, isn't it? Um, it's like somebody hit the NOS to the, you know, the big V8. Like, you guys kicked into overdrive. I say so, man. Uh, it's it's hard to see when you're when you're in it. We're, we're pretty close to it. So um, it's been a pretty slow and steady thing for us. You just recently, the other day, you and every other band on the planet put out your Spotify results for the year. Right. <laughs> I thought that was kind of like basically everybody puffing their chest out. Hey, look oh, at yeah. my Spotify stats. Mine are like, bigger. Yeah. You know. Hey, but, we had this many streams. Yeah. But when I looked at that, when you guys put it up on your on your socials, I was just thinking about that. I'm like, as long as I've known you guys and then looking at these numbers now, that's staggering. Yeah, man. How um, big things got. It's pretty cool that they started doing that, too. I was able to go back and uh, find our 2018 the same thing you right know, from last year so you can and see really, the difference yeah you can really tell like if you're going they're like oh shit yeah nobody's listening to us anymore <laughs> but yeah that it was it was cool to see that it you know we got a, a little bit more and a little bit you know granted you guys can get statistics about how many albums have sold or how many downloads or how many streams you've had if you can put it on a spreadsheet they and, can, you, and you they know what it. you've sold at a show because dot obviously keeps meticulous right. records of everything that's sold meticulous but <laughs> when you think about stuff like that and you can see it put in that one screenshot and you're like whoa it is cool you know, we have millions of listeners. That's weird. Because <laughs> <laughs> when I first met you and we started talking about, you know, you guys coming from the small little town in Texas. Yeah, man. And about playing honky tonks. Well, that's what I'm saying. We live in a town of 18,000 people. And you look on there and you got, you know, over a million people, like you said. Right. That's crazy. Right. Yeah. You guys have been on a cruise ship. You guys yeah, yeah. have played major festivals in the country. You guys have definitely crossed, you know, east to west, back and forth. North America. <laughs> you know, you guys have, it made me think of a term that they use in movies a lot, slow burn. Yeah. yeah. Kind of creeps up on you. It and does. then all of a sudden you're hit with the plot twist at the end. Yeah. You know, you guys is, your guys' rise to notoriety and success has really kind of been like that. You guys have worked hard to get here. We've and, still got a long way to go, man. Well, it depends on how you look at it. Well, you, I think so. You guys have had three albums that have been released independently. You've had offers, mm-hmm. but you're still resisting. Yeah. You're looking for that one sweetheart deal. Well, yeah. They're out there. They're just hiding somewhere, maybe. It's not big enough yet. <laughs> but, you know, you guys are staying steadfast and true on this. Yeah. I think some, somebody asked me the other day, like, what would you be? It was one of those interviews where, hey, what would you be doing if you weren't doing music? And I right. didn't have an answer. Yeah, you and so. I have talked about this before in the past, right. too. Yeah. Like, I don't know. There's no plan B. This is all I'm good at. I don't think I could really have a day job. I think, I mean, I'm... I'd be good at well, Yeah, it's not like you be, aren't educated and you aren't physically capable to work a regular be, job. But I'd be decent at it, probably, but I, 
it would be half-hearted. It's not where your heart is. Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of interesting when you think about that because I kind of ponder the same thing. I have a rather varied past careers and, you know, I've yeah. done, I've worked for the, the federal government and I went to college for fine arts and, you know, I've done a lot of, a little bit of everything. Yeah. But the thing of it is, is that this is where I ended up and there's probably a reason for it. You're good at it. You know, thank you. I I appreciate that. Just like I think you're good at, you know, getting up on stage and performing and writing good songs. Oh, cheers. Cheers. But it's interesting how we kind of get to that spot. And, you know, I've had the luxury that I've known you guys for a few years now and seeing the progression and how the band started to like you you guys always knew that people should pay attention to you 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 believed it well i don't think you can do this without thinking that yeah you would hope you'd have some sort of self-confidence in that but now people are starting to catch on right now they're starting to pay attention this is why you have those stats from spotify and this is why people are showing up at shows and we got some great people that's really what it is and this is why we're on a a, hardcore fans on a tour bus and not on in a van true because i have ridden in a van with you guys before yeah wasn't that fun <laughs> tell me, tell me you remember that. <laughs> I do remember that. And I that. know you'd be lying. I, I, well, not I, the ride I, home, huh? Not the ride home. <laughs> the ride to I don't San Antonio. The ride home either, yeah, you and I ended up better. having a very spiritual conversation. <laughs> yeah, we did. And about some of your previous history and so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it it is kind of interesting how those things progress like that. One of the things that I wanted to talk to you about has a lot to do with where you guys are right now in the era of music that we're in. And also your age. You're not 30 yet. Not quite. Nope. Not that that's a defining factor for anything, but it no. seems to be a milestone marker it for some a, people. Yeah. yeah. But there is other people that you have toured with that are either younger than you or considerably older than you. Right. You guys have shared the stage with people that are older than me. These people are retirement age. Yeah. You, know, you guys have played with some legendary musicians from yesteryear. One of the things that's been going on, and, and I want kind of wanted to get your take on this, on how it might affect a band like you yours is that recently there's um, a notable person in the pop music culture, Billie Eilish. And sure. she's 17 years old. She's a very talented performer. Uh, she writes great songs. Uh, and she's been having major success all over the radio. She's been in all the major magazines, Rolling Stones, doing stuff with her. Yeah. But she was apparently on a late night talk show here a while back and um, she was asked about Van Halen. She didn't have a clue who they were. <laughs> and people damn near rioted if you could imagine yeah. that internet rioted. Well, I mean, people lost their mind because what don't they riot over? But of course, yeah, yeah it is a very knee jerk <laughs> reaction pretty much every day yeah. about even Something. if you even if you put up the wrong food post, you can right. get a knee jerk reaction. But a lot of people really kind of came after this 17 year old well known performer about her not knowing who Van Halen is. It kind of caught a lot of people off guard, like saying, "How do you not know who the legendary rock band from the 70s Van Halen is?" Right. There's a concept of what 17 year old person in their right mind would be familiar with music that's 40 years out. Yeah. That's kind of an interesting concept. Now, when you it think is. about your guys' age, you guys are technically in the millennial age range at the end of it. We were the last generation to play outside. Correct. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Come inside, and if you're hurt, rub some dirt on mm-hmm. it. You'll be fine. You don't have to, you know, end up doing a hashtag campaign right. about it. No. Uh, you know, big <laughs> wheel sa- big wheel safety. Yeah, what the hell was a hashtag? <laughs> it yeah. was the pound symbol on your phone. Exactly. That's what it was. It was pound. But yeah. you guys never really have had that kind of disconnected association with what's considered out of fashion, out of style, out of time music like Van Halen. You're probably talking to one of the least stylish people on the planet. So <laughs> this isn't a great, I don't know. I, I was raised on that though. That, that, that was, you know, I mean, 
You were raised on what some people was, now consider the classics. Right. I mean, ACDC, Van Halen, Aerosmith, uh, I mean, yeah. everything. Fucking, um, uh, yeah, Bob Seger. Bob Seger. Yeah, all that stuff. Uh, you know, my mom listened to hair metal. <laughs> uh, she had the, she used to buy all these compilation CDs. Right. So she had Monsters of Rock. Monsters do, of Rock, yeah. I do remember that. So it had Alice Cooper. It had yeah. Poison. It had Rat, Twisted Sister. It had uh, all that stuff. I mean, it, I was raised, that's the kind of music I was raised on. Right. My dad had OU812. Yeah. On cassette, I remember he used to let me ride in the front of his, uh, this is before they put airbags in every vehicle. So I was, I remember being five years old and him letting me ride in the front seat because it didn't have an airbag. And, and clearly you're too small to have a seatbelt really do much for you. Right, exactly. So yeah, but, if you brake checked hard, you're in the glove box. But he had a cassette player in that, in that it was a Geostorm. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that. I do remember I, those I mean, cars, yeah. Yeah. See, I feel like I'm an old soul. I feel like I'm I was raised in another time. Admittedly, you know I mean? people your age that are involved in music now are not connected very well, we'll no. say. We'll go out on the limb and, and stereotype it. A lot of them aren't as interested in what you would be interested in. What came before. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'd... I mean, you guys pull from so many different eras and genres anyway. I mean, you have, you know, uh, grunge influences on you guys. You have well, classic think, rock influences, country music influences, influences. Well, I think those influences have a lot to do with the way that we look back. Like, if you watch... What uh, was familiar. Well, if you watch, like, uh, any documentary on any of those bands that you just mentioned, or, like, uh, Kurt Cobain, for instance. Correct. Was a huge uh, Beatles fan. Like, yeah. they, were, they, were always, they were always looking back. Um, Chris Cornell, when... Right. When they made Soundgarden, uh, it was uh, what Black Sabbath and the Beatles, right? Right. That's that's combined together. He's like, right, I, exactly. I found the sound. Yeah. Right. So you, they were always looking back, and those are the guys that we look up to. So right. why why wouldn't we look back? At, that music's so great, but that doesn't mean that every seventeen year old walking down the street is going to know that. Of course music. not. Yeah. Because when they look back, it's a whole different. When they look back, it's they the nineties. Right. Well, when we look back, it's nineties. You got to figure a seven a seventeen year old child I was now born in was, the 90s. was born after the two thousand. Exactly, which is weird. <laughs> it is. Which well, is weird. I mean. For me, thinking about my age, that's a frightening thought. Right. But really, in essence, it's also a generation, too, that's never been without a computer. It's never been without a mobile device. You know, they've seen the Internet from day one. I think we saw, like, people my age, I was born in 1991. People my age saw the end of the privacy era, I would call it. Like, there was, good there point. was something about you could go get lost in the woods. Nobody knew where you were at. We weren't supposed to go in the woods, but <laughs> we did it anyway. The you wall know, we not only went went down in we, Berlin, exactly. but it went down everywhere. Right. We were the last generation to play outside. Yeah. Like, I mean, that was, we didn't have phones. I remember when phones were on the wall. Still corded. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you had I a 30 foot cord shit. on it. I mean, but yeah, I remember my parents getting their first cell phone when I was, hell, I don't know, man. It had snake on it. It was one of those Nokia bricks. <laughs> it, was, it was awesome. <laughs> if you think about, if you think about the current state of active rock right now, yeah. a lot of these younger bands that are coming out. They weren't alive when the classics yeah. were even in fashion at that point. Sure. Uh, but it seems like, would it be fair to say that maybe pop artists aren't as connected as rock artists are? Man, I don't think so. I mean, you're talking Because you get about... somebody like Post Malone who goes to Slayer concerts and is obsessed with Misfits. and Oh, yeah. He's, oh, a, he, he's a huge metalhead. You can look up Post Malone. He's singing a Bob Dylan song. Correct. Before, I mean, before look, he's, Post Malone. he's got a, a chart topper song I mean, with awesome. Ozzy Osbourne. And it's 
it's respectful. <laughs> it's good. And it's very it's good. A good song. So there is hope that there is a bridge between yeah, the I millennials think... and the classics because you guys have obviously capitalized on that yourself. Oh, I just uh, that's one band that she didn't know who they were. Like, yeah, it's a big band and not know who it was. Van but Halen is a big name. Yep. If you go back far enough and you keep naming people, then I'm probably sitting here going, I don't. I'm not familiar with that. Right. There might be there so, might be one particular band from the 70s that might right. have been popular for 15 years that you might not have listened to because exactly. mom and dad might not have had that. Right. Exactly. It's what did what did her parents listen to when she was growing yeah. up? Yeah. And see, that's the thing. And what did they listen to? And she's not even grown up. She's 17 right. years old. Right. She's got. I mean, I don't know, man. It's, it's just a it's a weird thing to get up in arms about. You know, I'm sure she knows who they are now. <laughs> yeah. You well, I would I mean? assume. Well, I mean, obviously, you know, Eddie Van Halen's son, Wolfgang, he ended up because he's not her age, but he's closer towards her age than his dad would be, obviously. Right. But he defended her in saying he didn't have a problem that a 17 year old pop star doesn't know who his dad's band is. Yeah. As legendary as Van Halen is. That kind of brings in an interesting point. And this is where Blacktop really is kind of an interesting spot because you guys are pulling from so many different eras and so many different segments associated with rock that you have people that are my age and older. Sure that we're listening to when those albums came out that you're pulling from the older stuff that you guys pulling influences from and also you're pulling from stuff that was like when I was in college so you have fans on both ends of the spectrum you have young fans that are current right now millennial height of it yeah okay coming out of high school and you have fans that are my age heading right around the 50 mark and older. You guys are able to bridge that gap, kind of use all those influences when you have somebody like that, that, you know, she she doesn't know one legendary rock band. Right. Okay. You guys are using history as an aid, not as a deterrent. Yeah. I don't know. We're fortunate to be a band in a time where all this great music existed before us and to, to be able to pull from all these different segments of rock. Like right. Said. We're just fortunate, I guess. I don't know. We're, we're in the right right place at the right time. Right place at the right time. Yeah. Where are we going from here? We're heading to Jersey tomorrow. We have a, uh, a charity event for dogs uh, okay. with, with Daryl McDaniel from okay. Run DMC. Awesome. Is hosting. And uh, we get to see our boys otherwise again. They'll cool. be there tomorrow. So I'm pretty excited about that because it's been too long. It's been a week. It's been a whole week without them. And you're going to finish the rest of this run? Uh, we're going to finish the rest of this run. Uh, we are working our way down to Naples, Florida. That's the last show. will be December 13th. So we have and then one. You're gonna take a break one week left we're gonna take a break probably write some songs um me and Kiefer and i have been talking about turning one of the rooms in our house into a studio so we're gonna work some stuff out okay start recording some stuff we have had some uh there's been i think two or three different jams during sound check like that just kind of happened i think could turn into some cool stuff and then he's been writing stuff i've been writing stuff Everybody's been writing stuff, so we got to get organized this time around. Because so we're not like uh, not like we were last time for Under the Sun, and like oh shit, I got thirty pieces of ideas over here, and we got three. We got to do something with this. Now. We got three yeah. months to figure it out, but yeah. Well, you learn as you go, right? Yeah, exactly. We need to start putting them down. All right, man. Thanks. Thank you. The Liquid Conversations podcast is brought to you by Dirtbag Clothing. Wear it till it stinks.